1: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H A W G Sports.com. A lot to get to today. I want to really dive into Arkansas's rosters now that you know recruiting cycle and transfer portal has has kind of come and gone, and see where Arkansas stands now. Also, recruiting never stops. June is a very very busy month for recruiting, and Arkansas has got like thirty something visitors already scheduled. Like fourteen of them are four star recruits. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to mention this, uh, we are 60% off right now, doing a big special at Hog Sports. 60% off, so what that means is, for a limited time, you can join the number one independent source on Arkansas sports and recruiting for 60% off, get unmatched insider Razorback coverage for the equivalent of only 83 cents a week, $3.58 a month, and build at just $42.96 for the entire year. It's a hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. And it used to be like summer months. This wasn't like the ideal time to sign up. But now with the recruiting calendar, the way things have changed around June being such a big month, I think all the way through June 27th they can have an official visitors, uh, such a big month for recruiting. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, what they've got planned for this weekend and whatnot. Uh, Arkansas baseball, obviously, um, out of the College World Series, lost their regional. TCU just um, – I mean, they well, they beat them like 32-12 to 12 total, something like that, in two games. So, I mean, Arkansas just always seems to run into the hot team, don't they? So, unfortunate ending to what was really a really good baseball season, overcame a lot with injuries and things like that. Uh, just, man, it, baseball is just – especially when you play so few games, because baseball to me is like over the course of, you know, a long stretch of games, like MLB baseball playing 162 games, like eventually – Things just work out. It's kind of like if you flip a coin, you know, 10 times, you might land on head seven times. But the more you flip that coin, you flip the coin 1,000 times, the more you get to that 50-50 mark. And I also feel like kind of with baseball, it just plays its way out over the course of time where you really figure out who the better teams are. And you come to the postseason, that's why the number one team never wins it. You just you got to get some luck on your side. Some things have to go your way. Arkansas had some pitching pitching issues, a lot of other things. So, um, didn't get it done this year once again, but another fun season. NBA draft is a couple weeks away. Just looking ahead to that. Let's see. Where am I? Is that where I want to go? Yeah, NBA draft. So, you got Anthony Black, ESPN draft ranking. This is an article for Andrew Ellis. ESPN draft ranking number eight, Andrew Ellis with hogsports.com, I should say. Um, CBS has him ninth overall. Ringer mock draft has him ninth overall. Yahoo mock draft has him sixth, and NBA Draft Net. Dot, NBA Draft mock draft has him fifth. So people obviously very high on Anthony Black because they should be. Nick Smith, anywhere from 13th to, well, Note somebody has him 9th. Yahoo has him 9th. NBA Draft.net has him 9th uh, to 17th. The ringer has him 17th. i will be following along. Jordan Walsh, see a lot of second-round projections, 54th overall, 53rd overall, 41st overall, 40th on ESPN, uh, but generally a second-round second round guy. Obviously, he just took it all the way to the end on announcing whether he was coming back or not. In light of the Ricky Council, excuse me, not Ricky Council, but um, Ron Holland stuff where, I mean, guys, we had we had videos ready. We had content ready for his announcement to Arkansas, and just they just totally got burned. The biggest burn maybe since Doriel Green Beckham. Ricky Council, the fourth, a lot of second-round picks, 58th overall, 52, 45, 47, a lot of the numbers you're seeing for Ricky Council, so... That's where things are with basketball. Arkansas' roster, obviously they have one spot left with Ron Holland choosing not to come back, with Devo coming back, with uh, Jordan Walsh deciding to go. So one spot left, and I guess all eyes are on um, Grant Nelson out of North Dakota State University. 6'11", 235-pound guy who would fit in nicely to what Arkansas needs. There's a lot of schools that are interested. Uh, He's supposed to be visiting, I believe, Thursday and hopefully I'll we'll have a decision soon and Arkansas can move forward with that. So uh, if Grant Nelson jumps on board, that'll give Arkansas 13 scholarship players for next year. Uh, everybody else has already enrolled. They're going through summer school classes, which started on May 30th. Uh, but everybody else on the basketball team has enrolled and is, is ready to go. Everybody that was testing NBA waters uh, has announced they're coming back to Arkansas, except for the guys we just mentioned, of course who are with with Arkansas, but like L. Ellis and those guys. Grant Nelson, who's the guy that they're in on. Really, it's hammer bust, I guess. CBS Sports is taking this opportunity to come out with a way too early college basketball rankings. Everything is way, way too early. Let me get this off here. Everything is way, way too early. For ranking college basketball until transfer portal stuff is done, like Arkansas is tenth, which just it feels like their default position over the last few years. It's like we got to have Arkansas in the top ten. Let's put them at tenth. Just like I I feel like the last three years, Arkansas has been tenth going into the season. So, but Grant Nelson obviously would boost that ranking a little bit if they could get him. Again, he's got a lot of schools off after him. But uh, if you want to see the the full list, I can read it off to you real quick. you got Kansas 1, Purdue 2, Duke 3, Florida Atlantic 4, Michigan State 5, Marquette 6, Houston 7, Creighton 8, Miami 9, Arkansas, of course, 10. Get your questions in. We're probably going to get to some of your questions. Uh, Arkansas's football class, the class that is enrolled now with, again, everybody that's everybody's enrolled nobody didn't show up or anything they had a few things where you know medical clearance getting people enrolled late that last week when classes were starting there you have two options in summer school starting on may 30th you can go five-week class and i think there's an eight-week class also so there's two different like it just depends on like how often you go how long the classes are i may sneeze in a minute i don't know if i've sneezed on here before but it could, be, it could be awkward if it happens because I've got a rib issue and when I hiccup or sneeze it hurts. So stick around if you want to see me, me in pain. I can feel it coming. <laughs> At least it doesn't hurt when I laugh anymore. All right, so everybody's enrolled for football. That's 18 transfers, 21 – excuse me, not everybody's enrolled, excuse me, because Arkansas just recently got a commitment. He is actually the ninth highest rated commitment in the class, Davion Dozier. This dude's—he, I guess his—I think his dad put it out, tweeted it, but it was 1:18 in the morning, which is, I think, a record. I've seen a midnight commitment before, it's Christmas Day commitments, Mother's Day commitments—you know, all these things that, you know, put a guy like Danny West to work on a on a holiday. But uh, I think this is the first I've seen at 1:18 in the morning. Not Davion Dozier—is that what I said? Not Davion Dozier. Davion Dozier's been committed and is enrolled. dasmond james dasmond james out of clayton north carolina sorry davion dozier committed at a normal time dasmond james did not dasmond james committed at 118 in the morning this dude is fast so it's an interesting journey he had he was going to enroll in junior college Liberty came in with an offer. North Carolina, North Carolina State came in with offers. 6'2", 185 from Clayton, North Carolina. This dude is coming off of 4A state championships in the 100-meter dash and the 200-meter dash. 1046 6 in the 100, 21.06 in the 200. Both state champions in both events. Had 43 catches for 601 yards, five touchdowns in 11 games. Also had 27 carries for 321 yards and four more touchdowns. It's 11.3 yards per carry. Dasmond James. So, Dasmond James edition rounds out Arkansas scholarship distribution. 85 total. They're at the max. Nobody, Anybody who leaves at this point is going to count against Arkansas scholarship total. Um, there's no reason anybody would ever leave at this point unless they, you know, people do stupid things, I guess. But you can't just, like, transfer out of Arkansas right now and go play next season. You would have to sit out. So transfer portal windows closed. Arkansas scholarship totals are closed. We can take a look at it real quick. Should we take a look at it real quick? Or do you wanna look at uh, Arkansas's visit list? I've got it in order for a reason, but I wanna I'm gonna look at, uh, let's see. Where are we at here? Where's my scholarship distribution? There it is. Okay. All right. Final scholarship distribution. You guys know the formula that I use. I, d- I just kind of created the formula because it makes sense. It's a three deep plus one. So if you have three wide receivers, uh, you know, you use 11 personnel. So you go out with three starting wide receivers, then you need to have three second team wide receivers, three third team wide receivers, and then a bonus guy for Inevitably, somebody's going to get banged up, right, at every position. So that gives you a three, a good three deep. It also – it's important to be able to, you know, during the season to have, you know, your first and second team get regular reps, but you also need a quality scout team out there. You know, you need quality players, scholarship-level players ideally. Uh, so that's why I kind of use that formula. So three deep plus one. Quarterback, they have four. Good shape. Running back, they have five a little extra bonus shape, but at the same time, you know, you say that's bonus, they, they're they going to use some more two tight end sets. You're going to see two tight end sets, two tight ends – excuse me, two running back sets, two tight end sets. You're going to see, um, you know, personnel-wise, just a few different wrinkles here and there. Offensively, you're going to see a lot of different wrinkles. You're going to see more throws over the middle. You're going to see more screen passes. I think you're see K.J. Jefferson moved out of the pocket a little bit more in addition to the, some of the stuff that we're familiar with seeing. But – Two, two back sets here and there, but so five running backs makes sense. Nine wide receivers with the addition of dasmond James. I think with wide receiver, I've mentioned this before, but you've got a good number of players that are you know biting. you know you've, I would say probably the top seven wide receivers who were here in the spring. Every single one of them is competing for a starting job. You don't always see that. They also got some quality walk-ons, but nine wide receivers are pretty close. You'd like to see them at 10, but nine's pretty close. Six tight ends. I think that makes sense also to be a little over. You know, you'd just say four if you were going to run 11 personnel all the time, but they're going to run 12 personnel too with two tight ends out there. So it makes sense to have six. Not going to do it all the time, or you'd say, you know, you need to have seven, but going to do it sometimes. So. Six is a good number there. Fifteen offensive linemen, I like to see 16. Even 17 offensive linemen I think is really an ideal number for scholarship players. Again, they do have some quality walk-ons like a Josh Street, uh, Brooks Edmondson, some other guys, they have some quality walk-ons on the offensive line, big guys. But uh, 15 scholarship guys is okay. A little bit below what I'd like to see. Eight defensive ends, good shape there. Defensive tackle, Eight. Good shape there they did some really good work on the defensive line i mean i'm looking at john morgan these are seniors john morgan trading jeff coat zach williams jashad stewart that's four senior defensive ends eric gregory tarian carter marcus miller kiwi rose tank booker nine nine scholarship senior defensive linemen when has that ever happened when do they change it to 85? Is it 92? 85 scholarship limit. I bet it's never happened. I bet it has never. Well, first of all, they, you know, it's it's rare to bring in that many, but uh, and they'll have to replace them now. Some of these guys will have the option of coming back, but nine. And you know how many total scholarship seniors they got? 26, which is undoubtedly the most that Arkansas has had in the 85 scholarship era. And maybe in a 95 scholarship era. I mean, 26 is a ton, ton of seniors. It's usually a good sign. They didn't all necessarily originate at Arkansas. So maybe there's some meshing going on there, but it's usually a good sign to have that many seniors. The thing that Arkansas did different in the transfer portal this year is they built for depth. They went from eight scholarship players out of the portal last year all the way up to, I hope everybody can hear me okay. I didn't even test, do an audio test. Looks like it's working all the way up to 18 transfer portal additions this year. More than twice what they had last year, which was maybe, I guess, the biggest transfer haul that they've ever had. Up there. I I assume that's probably number one. Linebacker. Nine linebackers. Good shape. Good shape at linebacker. Surplus. Nine cornerbacks. That's good shape. So I say... The number for defensive backs all total should be 18. They have nine nine safeties and nine corners, 18 total. Good shape. And then you've got your scholarship punter, scholarship kicker, scholarship long snapper. Gives you 39 players on offense, 43 on defense, three specialists, 85 total. I've also broken it down by class, if you want to look at that also. The biggest – it's pretty spread out. Like I break it down to red redshirt senior, shirt super senior, super senior. So red shirt super seniors, they have seven. Super seniors, guys who never redshirted, but are, this will be their last year of eligibility, they have two. Redshirt seniors, these guys can come back. They have 12. Seniors, these guys can come back. Again, because of the 2020 forgiven year from COVID, they have five sen- just seniors, guys who never redshirted, and they're heading into their fourth year. So you've got a pretty good number. What is that, 19 guys who could come back? No, wait, super senior. Okay, so you've got, yeah, 17 guys who could come back as seniors again. So that's the final look at the roster. I can't remember the last time Arkansas filled up at 85. Usually they always like you know award scholarships to, to some walk-ons here and there, but I, I think it's going to be harder for walk-ons to get scholarships because you can always go out and get people and fill up your your roster, you know, with guys who you might view as better than your walk-ons. It used to be you know a couple few walk-ons every single year, and the way Pittman has done it the last couple of years because they've had. I think 83 scholarships a year before last, and then last year they had 84 scholarships. So he retroactively put players on scholarship. Cade Fortin put him on scholarship from last year and applied it forward. For Cade Fortin, you know, it didn't feel retroactive because it's paying for the the future semester basically. Anyway, uh, did that with Harper Cole and Jackson Woodard the year before that. Retroactively put those guys on scholarship. So that won't happen this year. Official visitors looking ahead to future rosters. Arkansas has got – they've already had C.J. Brown in, wide receiver out of Bentonville. Uh, Dasman James obviously already came in. And then those two are part of, I believe, 31 total guys they have scheduled on a list that is continuing to grow. I looked at it the other day, and they were like 21. So it's been growing a lot. 14 of them are four-star recruits. Uh, They've got a good number of players coming in today. I'm giving Danny off today. It's a weird time for me to do Hulk Sports Live, too. I know that. Like, I didn't do the week before. We've had air conditioning issues. We had to get an air conditioner replaced. You have people coming in. Um, the first people came in and I guess thought they were going to rob me. I don't – like, what they were going to – obviously, I reached out to multiple people. And uh, so, we've had multiple people coming in and give us different quotes. And uh, then the last people that came in installed the AC. A couple of days later, it stopped working, came back added um, coolant a couple days later stopped working Identified that there was a problem with the evaporator coil that took a few hours so that's what's taken up a lot of the time because i've had to had to deal with that so i've missed out on you know yeah that's what's happened basically
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: A little too much information, I guess. You just want me to do the show. (laughs) So they've got Jaquan McRae, a four star offensive lineman out of uh, Penson, Alabama. I think he just recently visited Ole Miss, also. Brian Huff out of Jonesboro, four star linebacker. Jordan Burns, four star linebacker out of Atlanta. Nate Palmer, four star running back out of Decatur, Texas. Uh, Decker DeGraff, a three star tight end out of Glendora, California. And Akari Johnson, a three star athlete out of Texarkana, Pleasant Grove. So those are who, that's who's coming in this weekend. Good-looking group overall. And then the next weekend, you got even more, a much bigger group. The weekend after that is a huge group. You've got the 23rd to the 25th, which I guess is going to be the last weekend maybe. you got 1, 2, 3, one, two, three 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. That's a huge visit weekend. 16 players slated to come in June 23rd to 25th. So, a lot going on. Arkansas's recruiting class currently is ranked 17th nationally. They have 10 commitments in the class. We expect them to add about 10 more just with the nature of things. Now, it may end up being more high school guys. And the reason for that, that you could see more high school guys, um, they've really had to supplement a lot of things from issues they had with the 2020 recruiting class and the 2021 recruiting class. The 2020 class was obviously put together very fast when Sam Pittman was hired. And the 2021 class, they just weren't able to go out and evaluate players. They weren't able to go out and hit the road recruiting or host them for official. They're recruiting off video. So there are a lot of misses in those classes. In fact, I think there's only two players left from the 2020 class. So they've had to supplement that with a transfer portal. Thank God for the transfer portal. Thank God the transfer portal came along when it did because Arkansas would be sunk. Like if COVID had happened, the way the timing of it was was with Pittman coming in, having to put the class together real quick, then COVID happening – and, you know, 2021 class not being what it needed to be, Arkansas would be looking rough right now, people. I mean, rough. Thank God for the transfer portal. Because if it hadn't come along, when it did, I mean, and, and also the forgiven year. I mean, if Arkansas, in, back in 2021, if they didn't have all those seniors come back for an extra year, like Grant Morgan and Hayden Henry and Myron Cunningham, some of those guys, if they didn't have them come back, that wouldn't have been a nine and four season. Danny West just updated the big red recruiting board. For those of you wanting to get a big picture look at Arkansas recruiting, it's a great way to do it. By the way, I wanted to mention with the NBA draft coming up, we've also got obviously when the NBA playoffs start, you know, getting going when the when the finals get going. You've got uh, you know, you know the NBA draft is just a couple of weeks away. We talked about that a little bit. I just wanted to mention Bet Saracen, for those of you who don't know, has flash betting now, which means you can like bet in game. They've got tonight's game between Denver and Miami at Denver minus three and a half on the Bet app. That's at seven thirty tonight. It's Wednesday. Game two, tied one and one. The series is tied at one one right now. Just wanted to mention that. Flash betting, cool deal. So you can like do it live as it's going on. I guess you just have to be aware of the streaming because you get a little bit of a delay through streaming apps and stuff. But anyway, check out the big red board. For those of you interested in following along with recruiting, you want the big picture of recruiting, as I mentioned before. Sixty percent off at Hog Sports right now. This lasts through June 15th, so you got about a week until this deal is over. So it breaks down to there's no promo code either. No promo code to sign up. You just go to the website, hawgsports.com. Hey, it's a good Father's Day gift. Father's Day's coming up. Great Father's Day gift. 60% off. You don't even have to tell them you got it at 60% off, but it breaks down to 83 cents a week. What can you get for 83 cents a week that you just love? three fifty eight a month, not much. Forty two ninety six for the entire year. It's a hell of a deal. And it's a great time to sign up if you like recruiting. If you're a casual Razorback fan, you just like, you know, checking out the headlines and following the games and stuff. I get it. Enjoy our free content. But if you're a diehard hog fan, like you know all the players, all the names and stuff, you really this this is this is what you're missing. You're missing hog sports. Our interaction on the Razor's Edge message board, all the content we put out Give us a shot. You'd be glad you did. If you like the other stuff we do, you like this show. If you like this show, you'll love the site. This show is just a it's just like a sidecar to it's a sidecar to your martini. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Big red board for offense. This is it's just so much detail. It breaks down every single position group, which level, hot, warm, cold, just a little breakdown on each player. It's great work Danny West does, who's been covering recruiting with us for – I feel like it's been 15 years. I think it's been like 13 years maybe. I did this breakdown looking ahead. What about 2024 NFL draft? Who are the people to look for for 2024? Rocket Sanders going to be on a lot of draw, draft boards. If Rocket Sanders does what he did last year, I mean, he'll be really highly selected. Um I think Landon Jackson could be a guy that we see really emerge. I mean, Landon Jackson, 6'7", 269 pounds. He was about three-quarter speed last year coming off the ACL. They're expecting really, really, excuse me, I never sneezed either, really big things from uh, from Landon Jackson this year. K.J. Jefferson, is he going to get drafted? You know, if K.J. Jefferson had continued at the pace he was at last season and played in – you know, he just played in 11 games. If he'd have played in all 13 games, he would have thrown for, like, 3,200 yards. He would have set the school record for single – you know, single-season record for rushing yards in a season with, like, 735. Uh, probably would have had, like, 10 rushing touchdowns. Maybe maybe near 30 passing touchdowns. And if he does that, I think you see him on a lot more lists. There was a list by The Athletic the other day. It had him in the second tier, which – only Caleb Williams was in Tier 1, and then it was like everybody else, and he was in there. Um, so, And that's about the highest respect I've seen. I saw a little while ago maybe he was number one ranked quarterback in the SEC. I've seen that change a little bit. People are starting to really like Jaden Daniels. Um, I, so I've seen that change a little bit on where people have him projected in the SEC pecking order at quarterback. But if he had stayed healthy and he had thrown for over 3,000 yards and he had rushed for 750, I think you would have seen him – a lot higher on national lists because a lot of national people just kind of, and not saying they don't do a good job, but a lot of times you're you're just spread a little thin. You know, you're looking at a lot of players and you might just glance and say, "2,600 oh, yards, he's an okay passer, more of a runner," and that's not really the whole story. You know, you don't even, you miss out that he he missed two games that Arkansas, by the way, lost. Arkansas lost both those games. He's healthy for that Liberty game. They win the Liberty game, and maybe they split the other one. You know, maybe the, the home game against LSU, they lost 13-10, couldn't get any momentum going. They have K.J. Jefferson for that game. They're going to have a little bit more offense and maybe, maybe enough to win it. Uh, they had no chance at going to Mississippi State without K.J. Jefferson. But if they go one-and-one one in those games and they win the Liberty game, same deal as last season, same record. I say last season, season four, when they went nine and four. Dwight McLaughlin. We've definitely heard him talked about a little bit. I got Al Walcott next. Al Walcott is a guy to keep an eye on. Trajan Jeffcoat I think has maybe a chance. Eric Gregory I think has possibly a chance. You know, Eric Gregory was injured toward the end of last year. I think he's been playing out of position a little bit. I think he's better fit for defensive tackle versus a, a, an odd front defensive end. And he'll have that chance this year. But, you know, Eric Gregory's been playing since he was a redshirt freshman. The only reason he get redshirted that first year was because of an injury. Brady Latham. Brady Latham, if Brady Latham comes back next year, he'll have he'll be Arkansas's first five year starter and he'll end up starting more games than anybody in Razorback history. But I think Brady has a chance. He has got a possibility. Jaheem Thomas, I've got him on there. You know, he did some really put up some really good numbers for Cincinnati. Uh, he's got the size, 6'4", 245. Um, you might say Bo Limmer also in that mix. You know, Bo Limmer maybe have a chance, and then probably probably everybody else after that. Probably everybody else after that. I mean you gotta look at like possibilities. Like these are guys that we don't, you know, maybe know quite enough about yet. But Andrew Armstrong, Isaac Tesla, Tyrone Broden, do they have a chance? Does Anthony Booker and Keeve Rose maybe maybe one of those new defensive tackles? Antonio Greer. That linebacker. You know, I didn't have I had Jaheem Thomas above him just simply because Jaheem Thomas six four two forty five. Greer's more six one two twenty-eight. But there are a lot of seniors. Arkansas has not had let's see. Arkansas has not had more than five players draft. They've they they have not had more than three players drafted in a single year since 2015 season leading to the 2016 draft when they had five players drafted. And that's the second most that Arkansas has had in a year. They have had six drafted. This is the modern draft, modern seven-round draft era. They've had six players drafted twice, 2004 following the 2003 season. Or was it 2003 following the 2002 season? The season where they went to the SEC championship game. You know, those two, there was, you know back-to-back pretty good teams there, won nine games back-to-back, Matt Jones. Um, but they had six one of those years, and then in – 2008 following the 2007 season no 2006 I think it was 2006 following the 2006 no 2007 following the 2006 season sorry it's a long time ago and I'm trying to remember exactly but they had six that year also so years where they like have teams that go to the SEC championship game they have the most players drafted go figure You know I've done. You know I've done the Arkansas football projected depth chart. You know I've done that story. I don't want to go through the whole whole list of how I've got it breaking down. So I'll just maybe list things that you might be surprised by. I've got the starting wide receivers: Andrew Armstrong, Isaac Tesla, Isaiah Satenia. The only one I I feel comfortable saying Tesla is going to start just based on how the the spring went. I feel pretty strong on Isaiah Satenia. On the other spot, I think it could be just about anybody. It could be Andrew Armstrong, Jaden Wilson, Samuel Bakke, guy that a lot of people don't talk about. Probably enough. I think one of those guys ends up starting at the other spot. I've got Andrew Armstrong there now, but I wouldn't count anybody out. I like Varquez Gums to start. I like I like Luke and Varquez Gums and that two tight end set. Man, I really like it. Like I like it a lot. I, and I like I like uh, Isaac Tesla. And Tyrone Broden or Andrew Armstrong, like maybe 6'7, six, 6'4 six, wide receiver with those guys, those two tight ends I just mentioned, Rocket Sanders, KJ Jefferson. Will the offensive line hold up for him? I think it will. I mean, with the offensive line, guys, like we've been waiting for this next group to move into, you know, getting old enough. This is what one of the reasons Sam Pittman was intriguing to bring here is because he was going to bring a lot of offensive linemen in. But every year he's been here, they've had guys coming back, you know, with, of course, Brady Latham, Bo Limmer, who's still here, Ricky Stromberg, Dalton Wagner, who's been here, you know, he was here for a long time. Myron Cunningham was already here. So you had a lot of guys that were, you know, already here. Luke Jones is another one who, you know, transferred in later. So you had a, a lot of guys that were already here, and now we're seeing Devon Manuel, you know, Takius Crawford, you know, making some push. They brought in Joshua Braun. Um... Patrick Kudis, you know, some of those guys you're starting to see, these younger groups starting to come up, the guys that Pittman, and Cody Kennedy recruited. So, in that theory, like, you would expect the offensive line to be better because of the guy that took over as head coach and Sam Pittman having such a strong offensive line background. Um I mean I pretty much just named it off, you know, Patrick Kutis and, and Devon Manuel. Devon Manuel's an interesting case because he wasn't like super highly recruited, you know, uh rumored to have shown up at Arkansas at six foot nine, three hundred and ninety pounds. He's down to three ten. And like the the three ninety like he was carrying, it wasn't like he was, you know, lower half or something. He was just like huge. Like his upper body was real i remember thinking man that guys built interestingly <laughs> he's carrying his weight all in the upper half here um he looks really good now like really tr- he's 6'9 i think he gets up to about 320 325 or so you know after you you know you cut it down build it back up whatnot uh but devon Manuel looks really good if he looked anywhere close to how he looks now as a recruit out of high school um, he would have been nationally recruited he was not that highly recruited but he's really transformed his body. So is a Marion Harris. The retro, uh, he's a sophomore, true sophomore now. But Marion Harris has dropped a ton of weight. I've mentioned this before, but, like, when you go back and look at Arkansas, the biggest guy on the team, you know who the biggest guy on the team right now is? Paris Patterson. Paris Patterson is the biggest guy on the team, 6'6", 361. You know who it was last year? A Marion Harris, 6'7", 370. When he was a freshman, you know, who it was before that. I think it was a freshman, but it was uh, Jalen St. John. I think that was his freshman year. But he was three fifty nine. So, like every year that Sam Pittman has been at Arkansas, the biggest man on the team has been a freshman offensive lineman. The second year they weren't, obviously, they're were replaced by another freshman. But I've always said, you know, I always always say this, but like I like the idea of bringing in a dude who is way bigger than you want him to be, and you take that weight off of them, and they're still just as strong, but you take that weight off of them because I feel like it's going to make them feel a lot lighter on their feet versus you bring in a guy who's 275, and this works too. Frank Ragnow was not very big when he came in. Ricky Stromberg was not very big when he came in. So it, it's not just like cut and dry, this is how to do it. But I do think in most cases bringing a guy in who's lighter like that and putting a bunch of weight on him, it's not going to make them feel necessarily light on their feet as if you stripped off, in Devon Manuel's case, 80 pounds. Switching over to defense real quick, I got Trajan Jeffcoat, Landon Jackson as my ends, Cam Ball, Eric Gregory as my defensive tackles. That's not to say Anthony Booker and Keeve Rose or Torian Carter can't move in there. And you also got Marcus Miller. I love the looks of this defensive line, y'all. I really like it. Like... I mean, you don't have to play these guys that much. And these are players that used to be subbing out more than any player on the defense, defensive line, specifically interior defensive line. Man, if they can stay healthy throughout the season, if they don't stay healthy, you know, they they should be able to absorb this pretty good. But, I mean, I'm talking they're three deep at defensive tackle. And they got a guy, Ian Jaffard, who's going to be the biggest guy on campus. He's not an offensive lineman. He's six six. 380 or so right now, Coming, he's on campus now, defensive tackle, but he's coming in. I mean, that guy's, he'd be like a tree trunk. He's just not going to move him. So, very good depth. And at defensive end, Jeff Coat, Jashad Stewart, John Morgan, Landon Jackson, Nico Davier, Zach Williams. Guys, that's not bad. That is not a bad-looking group overall. It may be as good a looking group as I've seen when you consider top to bottom. Now, is there a future NFL guy in here? I think there are at defensive end. Landon Jackson, maybe Trajan Jeffcoat. Defensive tackle, I'm not sure. Maybe Cam Ball one day. He's just a redshirt sophomore. Maybe maybe Anthony Booker is. Maybe Eric Gregory is. I'm interested to see how he does on the interior. I mean, he's been 6'4", 300-plus play an end linebacker, Antonio Greer, Chris Paul, and then Jaheim Thomas, maybe being the third guy. I also think Jordan Crook, we're going to see a lot of him. I like Manny Powell's future. Nine scholarship linebackers, guys. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Safety, probably the weaker spot on the team. Like if you were saying you were identifying an area. Now they do have Hudson Clark who – you know, Hudson Clark is a proven SEC player. He may not be an All-American or even an All-SEC player, but he's a proven player. I th- actually think he was USA Today, All-SEC or something like that, not a, one of the main ones. But, um, but he's a proven player, and I said all last year he's far from the biggest problem Arkansas has in the secondary, which I was right. And if anybody disagrees with that, then you're insane. Just go ahead and check yourself in to the Asylum but they are a little thin there. I think you know getting AJ Brathwaite is is big. Um, you know Jaden Johnson did not play very well last year. In fact, the bowl game I thought I was just like, what is happening here? What is this guy doing? Uh, and they ended up benching him. But he was pretty good. We felt pretty good about Jaden Johnson as a freshman. But he just had a sophomore slump, and maybe he can bounce back a little bit. There have been other guys who've had sophomore slump. Uh, Cedric Cobbs had a sophomore slump and didn't really come back until he was like a senior when he ran for 1,300 yards. Uh, And there have been plenty of other players who just didn't do as well that sophomore year. I think you move Lorando Johnson from corner to safety. I just think it makes too much sense. These guys are body types, interchangeable. Safeties and corners are pretty much the same size these days. I think it makes sense to move him over there. I think he's a solid tackler. He's very physical. Move him to safety. Keep your fingers crossed that you don't have the same issues you had from an injury standpoint like last year, and you should be okay because you've got Al Walcott also who I've got penciled in at the hog position, which is the nickel. They call it the hog. You've got Dwight McLaughlin, James Singletary, a former five-star who I've just penciled in there. You've also got Keon Stewart from TCU, you know. You got Ladarius Bishop coming back. Jalen Braxton, at some point, you know, he's the number one ranked recruit in the class of 2023. So you'd think at some point Jalen Braxton starts making a push. You know, if Quincy and Quincy McAdoo, uh, obviously, doesn't look very good that he's going to play this year after the car wreck. Uh, and that's a blow. You know, certainly wishing, first of all, that he gets his health back. But, um, you know, Quincy McAdoo came in as a freshman. I believe he enrolled early, but he came in as a freshman. He was playing wide receiver half the season. It was like six games in before they moved him, and then the last four he starts at cornerback. So this gives you some hope about Jalen Braxton. I'm not going to go over too much on field goal, but I think Tyler Walk- Larco um, could possibly push for the punting job. He is not – in the. I, timed, I went and timed a lot of Tyler Larco's punts. He's consistent. Um, he doesn't have the same leg quality that Fletcher does in terms of – like I, I clock a lot of Fletcher's punts like at 4.7 seconds and stuff. Um, Larco's I didn't type it, time as many over four seconds. Still a good punter. I think he could be a kickoff man. He kicks them off in, uh, deep. Uh, I could see them doing that with Cam Little uh, resting him for just field goals, extra points. Eli Stein at long snapper. And whoever's a starting punter will be the holder, probably Max Fletcher. You know, Athlon Sports does this deal every year where they interview anonymous coaches and and ask them about, you know, different coaches in the SEC, what they think about them and their program. So an an anonymous coach was asked about Arkansas, of course, and uh, this is what he said. This is the season where you can really judge Sam Pittman, the Sam Pittman era, honestly. Chad Morris was an absolute fraud as a head coach, but he did recruit Texas pretty well, at least enough for those guys to develop some of them. Now you're going to see what the roster replacements under this staff specifically are. There cultural issues? Question mark. They lost. They lost coordinators. The tight end coach was an alum, and their strength and conditioning coach was really popular. I don't know if he, how popular he was. So my thoughts on this, kind of what uh, Brad Crawford, who put the article together, uh, what his thoughts are, is was this guy, was this coach asked this, you know, in the spring or prior to the spring, prior to Arkansas? You know, was it like January, like when all these guys were leaving and we were all going, oh, my gosh, there's 28 players that have entered the transfer portal from Arkansas? Was it that time or was it since they filled up? Because to me, they lost five guys that they probably wouldn't wanted to lose. And they, I think they've improved the roster dramatically, in fact, with the 18 guys that they brought in from the portal. So when was this asked exactly? That would be the biggest question to me. Of course, if you want to read all every team on there, you can. Crawford did another good article projecting the schedules for twenty twenty four. So we know they're going to an eight game schedule for one year. I think that makes sense. You keep the uh, the certain rivalries together that you know are long term rivalries, and then I I think it just screams like. And then we're moving to nine games, guys. We're going to go nine games. So you got a year to figure it out. There's certain, you know, maybe some contracts here and there that they need to get through uh, before they can, like, you know, and give people time to, like, deal with things. I, well, I'm not a fan of if they go to nine games. I'm not a fan of dropping that Power Five non-conference opponent, and I've heard some coaches talking about that, including Sam Pittman. It's a new era in college football. There's 12-team playoff. It's not four. So, yeah, if you play nine games, you're going to have eight more losses within the SEC, but it's going to be easier to get in. And I think you – I wonder if you lose a little bit of your credibility by your non-conference matchups if you don't play another Power 5 program. The Big 12 plays other Power 5 programs, plays nine games. The Big 10 plays other Power 5 programs, plays nine games. Like in Arkansas. Here's a projected uh, schedule from Brad Crawford. At Mississippi State, LSU, Texas A&M, and Arlington. That would, be the, that would be the last year 2024, Texas A&M would be the host team. At Texas, Oklahoma, at Missouri, o- Ole Miss, and Alabama. So you're going to play Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, LSU. The only thing I think you left out is uh, them shipping – Arkansas off to Gainesville for the fifth time in six tri- in six years. Every time that there is a schedule change or they have something to do with the schedule, COVID, Texas A&M and Missouri coming into the league, to make things right, they just ship Arkansas off to Gainesville. That's why this will be, this year, the fourth out of the fifth time. Fourth out of five times that they've played Florida will be in Gainesville this year. All right, one more time before I get to your questions. Flash sale, you got a week to sign up, but I'd go ahead and do it now if you're interested. Hog Sports is 60% off. That's 83 cents a week, $3.58 a month, and billed at just $42.96 for the number one independent source on Arkansas sports and recruiting. We put out some free stuff. Our free content that we put out is generally stuff that comes from press conferences, um, stuff that you know, other people are probably going to put out. Our breaking news stuff is generally free because everybody's just going to catch on and put it out also, even if we break it, um, and they'll put it out for free. So we take the ad dollars, we show you an ad, and we run a free article for you. Our VIP stuff is things that we put a lot of research in, stuff that we're projecting, stuff that we know about the future, uh, all of our insider stuff. And, of course, our message board is VIP also with some great inside uh, sources uh, from some of the posters on there great interactions also that's just the conversations we have it's just like I don't want to say it's like a family but it's kind of like a bar <laughs> It's kind of like our own private club. it's the Elks Lodge <laughs> All right so let's let's get to some questions now but sign up at hog Sports if you haven't done so already and throw us that five star review on Apple podcast and throw us a thumbs up or a like on this video if you're enjoying it and engage with it. Let us know your your thoughts in the comments below. Matthew Turner says Bayfall news rumor is he's not on campus and backing out. He is not on campus. That's true. I think I don't think I mentioned that a minute ago. But Bayfall is not on campus. Um, he wasn't, and he wasn't supposed to be on campus yet. Um. So. Matthew McKenzie wants to know, where did I hear that? Oh, I must be talking about the Bayfall question. Uh, but that's all I've heard about it is that, like, he's not supposed to be – he wasn't planning to be on campus just yet. So. Justin Hoofman says, how much improvement do you see out of our new coaches this year? Well, the defensive back coaches, I see a lot. And I like Travis Williams a lot, too. I don't mean that. But, like, what I see out of Marcus Woodson and Darren Turner um, – Darren Turner. Darren Wilson. Um what I see out of those guys is just attention to detail, um, relating with the players very well. Just the just the way that they talk to the players is different to me. Just the, the way I see things, you know, organized, especially with, you know, the replacement at cornerback. You know, I think Barry Odom was a good coach. I think he might have been a better linebackers coach than secondary coach. Um, They vastly upgraded to the cornerback spot, I think. And I think overall. I think that Marcus Woodson – I mean, look what the guy did at Florida State. They were one of the worst pass defenses in the country when he got there. And last year I think they were like fourth nationally, something like that, in passing yards allowed. Um, And Travis Williams too. I really like Travis Williams' energy. Um, I don't know as much about Morgan Turner. At tight end, I mean, obviously we know what he did in his past, but I did not get a whole lot of opportunities to watch tight ends because they're kind of like all the way on the other end of the field, you know. Cody says, did I read that the new guy runs a sub 4 440? Sounds like we got ourselves a returner. Well, he runs a – first of all, nobody should be returning kickoffs ever. You should just fair catch it. Um, Bryce Stevens is also back at punt returner. But uh, he runs a 10-4, 6-40, and that's a state championship meet time. Maybe he's run faster than that, but that isn't a very official time. Secondary is going to be better than they were last year, simply because there's not 132 teams in Division One, FBS. There's still 131, so they can't get to 132. So they'll be better. Sam and staff impressed me with how they fixed the roster after the exodus, quality players as well as not just bodies. Sam Pittman warned everybody. I warned everybody, and I still was like, damn. They got a lot of guys to replace. Like, we were hearing the whole time, like, hey, the secondary is going to be – there's going to be a lot of movement in the secondary. Sam Pittman said, buckle up, you know. And everybody, we all still freaked out, didn't we? <laughs> but it was fun to see them reload the roster entertaining i think sam Pittman is right that they need a shorter window like shorter window and shorter recruiting period for the window Uh, i don't think that's going to impact anybody either i think he's right on that players don't need 45 days to decide if they're going to enter the transfer portal why do you need 45 days you need 45 days to enter the transfer portal no no come on you need a week or two maybe you want to think about it for a couple of weeks Let's give them a couple of weeks to enter the portal and then give a certain amount of time to recruit out of the portal. And by the way, I've said this before. I want to see them just, like, stop the portal in December and say, hey, if you want to transfer, you got to wait till the spring. I wouldn't mind seeing that. At the same time, I'm not so sure that's a good thing for Arkansas because Arkansas has the number 11th ranked portal class. They are the number 9th ranked team with most top 24-7 ranked four stars out of the transfer portal. I don't know if they're all four-stars in the top 24-7, but out of the top 247 players, Arkansas is tied for ninth for getting you know the most in that group. I think they have seven. Uh, so it's, the transfer portal has been fantastic to Arkansas. As maybe annoyed as we are, as much as we maybe we're getting old, we don't like change and stuff, you can't deny what the transfer portal has done for Arkansas. Look at last year. All eight guys, nine including Cade Fortin, who was brought in as a walk-on, every single one of those guys played a major role for Arkansas. Every single one of them started – at least one game. Fortin started one game. Mississippi State, yeah. Um, the only guy who didn't start was Jordan Dominic, who was second leading sack guy for Arkansas, seven and a half sacks. All right. Dustin Hoofman says, could we see Dominic Johnson and Rocket Sanders in the backfield combination? That would be a power running duo like McFadden and Jones. Possibly, when they went to like a two-back set in the spring, I generally saw Rashad DeBinion and A.J. Green as the two backs. I don't really remember seeing Rocket in that uh, a lot, but man, I'm really hoping that Dominic Johnson gets back healthy. He's going to he should be available for fall camp this year. He came in last year right after fall camp. Um but he was also hurt in the bowl game last year. This year he was hurt in like week 4. You know, so he's got a lot more I say last year, but you know, well I guess that was January 1. But Dominic was probably the best running back on the team in 2021. He probably was. You know, and and Rocket was obviously I mean, they were one A, one B, really. Rocket was dealing with that shoulder issue uh, most of the last year, but uh, Dominic's also got to, He's got to get his weight down. He's at two hundred and fifty-three pounds. That's that's a little heavy. Megan Trembling wants to fire DVH. <laughs> yeah, that would be a mistake. Dorothy Wells says, "Wonderful picture, indeed." The Arkansas of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team. Dorothy Wells says, "Go Hogs." Donnie A Butt says, "Platinum board is where it's at <laughs> on the Razor's Edge." Wu Pig Sui from SoCal. All right, one last time, everybody. I'm liking Denver tonight in Miami, first of all, at minus three and a half on the Bet Saracen app right now. I don't think that's moved. Yep, minus three and a half, Bet Saracen app. One more time, sign up at hogsports, HAWGsports.com, part of the 24 7 Sports Network. 83 cents a week, three fifty eight dollars a month, billed at just $42.96 for the entire year. There's no promo code. Required to sign up, you just go to the site Hog Sports. You'll see the ad where you can click on 60% and uh, and go from there. you would be really pleased you did. I promise you're gonna be happy you did. If you've never signed up for us before and you sign up at other Razorback sites and you think that's what's out there, we got something different for you. I promise you. There's one. There's a reason that we're bigger than any Razorback site has ever been. Uh, one of the largest sites in the entire country. I'm not allowed to tell you exactly how big we are, but let me just say we're easily inside the top 10 nationally for Arkansas, which I take a lot of pride in. Being an Arkansas-based company, a lot of people look at that. I know they come out with our you know list of rankings of the sites and stuff in our network, and I love seeing Arkansas up there at the top because I know people are like, what's Arkansas doing there? Why is Arkansas so high? What are they doing over there? Let's go check out the Arkansas site. I love that. Uh, It's kind of a game for me in a way. So go check us out, Hog Sports. Find out we're one of the largest sites in the country, Um, not just for Razorback sports in this area, which we are, but in the country when you consider everybody out there. Certainly very proud of that. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. Appreciate you all hopping on. Thanks for signing up, which you're about to do in just a minute, right? You're going to sign up, or maybe maybe you already signed up. Maybe just going to go throw us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd certainly appreciate that as well. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Bitty with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.
0: You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.